Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sharon, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm glad you came to hang out with us at Insurance Town because today is the day we release the live episode from a couple of weeks back with Andy Matheson uh, of Glovebox. He did a great job answering your questions, going through all that. If you couldn't make it that day, I'm so glad you're here today. And if you still have questions you didn't get to answer that day or you didn't get to ask that day and you want them answered, reach out to me or Andy at Glovebox. Uh, I'm sure he's easy to find. If not, I think he releases his contact information at the end of the episode. Guys, if you're an independent agent who's struggling to get contracts and appointments with carriers, or maybe you're struggling to balance multiple carrier relationships because of high production and volume requirements, well, Smart Choice is the way to go. They're an agency network that's non-invasive for your agency. They're not going to charge you any fees to join or charge you any monthly fees at all. You know, they operate on a commission split, and that's only on the business that you write through the carriers you access through them. They aren't going to take any of the cut of your other business. That's what really differentiates them from everybody else in this space. Uh, it really does. I, I promise you it's amazing. They really help you navigate relationships with your carriers. And they negotiate higher commissions and lower production requirements. They help you balance your book. They've got around 9,000 agencies, ladies and gentlemen. 9,000. I mean, there's, uh, you know, no, no, re no wonder that's the word. No wonder that they are the fastest growing agency network in the country. Hands down. If you want to get in touch with them, go to smartchoiceagents.com, you know, go to the find a carrier and it'll pull up a map, find your state, find your contact in that state, reach out to them, tell them the mayor sent you. It's a great time. You know, I, I can't wait to get into this conversation with you, but I got uh, one more sponsor I want to hit up and then we'll do the other one mid-roll. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Canopy Connect. Man, you know, those are my guys. If you've been listening long enough, they've been with me for a long time. Canopy Connect, Rob and Toga and the team over there are doing a fantastic job. And I really, uh, I, I just, I can't say enough good about them. I've got a hundred percent satisfaction rate from my citizens who sign up and they all love it. Everyone talks about how it's such a game changer for this industry. And they continue to get better. They continue to evolve. They continue to integrate. They continue to do more and more things. And you're going to hear even more about that on this episode with my man, Andy at Glovebox. So without further ado, I got to jump out of the way and let you hear this conversation. So live from Insurance Town, we've got my main man, Andy Matheson of Glovebox. He and his brother took his mom and dad's agency from $5 million, which was already impressive, to $100 million in less than 10 years. They tell their story. They tell you about the wonderful things they're doing at Glovebox. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Andy Matheson. We are now live and recording, guys. Uh, so... Um, today, I'm so glad every one of you came to join us because I've invited my friend Andy Matheson to come join us. And not just because he's uh, got a cool tech company, but because he's got a cool story to go with it. And he's been in the trenches like uh, some of you. Uh, and he has uh, been on the other side of the desk. He has sold insurance. He's been in marketing. Uh, I won't give too much of interest so you can talk about it, but I do know that uh, I was pretty impressed to read some of the stuff about you and hear about it from you that came into your mom and dad's agency at an early age and, you know, grew that. And I want to hear more about that. And that's kind of what I want you to park it, uh, spend some time on for a little bit. But uh, why don't you let me hear the story from your mouth? So tell us a little bit about yourself. Build us a little bit of uh, a background so we can get some credibility on you. And then uh, we'll uh, rock and roll. And I'll start asking some questions. Cool. I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, bro. Uh, up and coming podcast host right now. And I th think that you're really making it happen. So thanks for all you do for the industry. I'm pumped to be here, share my story. I think people will be interested in kind of what we're doing right now and what we've done in the past. Um, but I, I'm curious as to why you didn't mention my shirt because I wore this just for you today. Um, this my is bad. My, my space. My manager. bad. Uh, we love space over here at Glovebox. And, and so we'll dive into that a little bit later. But uh <laughs> Uh, a little bit about me, Andy Matheson, Chief Marketing Officer over here at Glovebox. I'll let you uh, look into what we are up to and maybe we'll talk about it later. But uh, my background is uh, in the trenches, like Heath mentioned. Um, 
my dad started an agency in around 1998. Uh, he was in the captive model uh, around 95. Um, he moved on from uh, country companies to start his own independent agency about 1998. Um, so I was always, uh, you know, I was younger at the time, obviously, uh, 10, 12, right in there at the time. And so I was always watching him go to work, come home, have dinner with us. And right after dinner, he'd jump over to the kitchen table. We'd all separate, do our own thing. And I'd hear him doing cold calls for two hours after, after dinner. And it was interesting watching him do cold calls. And he'd teach me a script and I'd watch him make deals and, and you know, sell policies. And it was really interesting to me. Now, insurance was never interesting to the general public, right? It's not sexy. And we all know that. So we were trying to make it sexy. But um, what's interesting is it was a phase like at that young age, 10 to 12, thought it was cool. My dad selling policies, making money, uh, grinding his tail off to make ends meet for us, uh, building a company from scratch. Um, and then you get in your teenage years and it's not really cool anymore. Like, dad, you're just an insurance agent. Like, that's whatever. Not very interesting. Uh, I went to college. I was definitely uh, veering away from wanting to start a, a career in insurance, right? No one really goes to college for that or is curious about that for the most part. Um, after graduation, I started at a, a small tech company here in Denver, Colorado. Um, the company is called Wayin, W-A-Y-I-N, uh, started by a guy named Scott McNeely. That, may, uh, that name may or may not ring a bell. Uh, he's the former CEO of Sun Microsystems, uh, which is now Oracle. So huge company, uh, but then he started this small tech company here in Denver. So I worked there for about a year and a half. Um, and then Pops came to me uh, when I was about 22, 23, said, Andy, I need a marketing guy to, to drive leads into the business because we're looking to change the way that we do things at our agency. Uh, we no longer want to be a little mom and pop shop. We want to um, make it happen and scale quickly. And so I took him up on that offer, came in in the first uh, six months, uh, tied up a lot of loose ends on the marketing side, internet, social media, uh, website kind of things. And then it got serious. Um, my brother, Ryan, who may jo join us in just a little bit, um, he was already there for about a year. And so he got to know being an insurance agent and how it all works. I was still getting to know that side of things. Uh, but we sat down, we developed a plan where we were going to hire an inside sales team. We already had an outside sales team uh, where they were generating their own business and building their own books of business within the agency. But the inside sales team was what my focus would be. Uh, we're going to hire uh, W2 producers who I'm going to go generate business for, uh, meaning I'd be out on the streets, um, meeting referral partners, generating as much business as possible in a very unique way. And we'll talk about the unique way in just a little bit. At the time, it was unique. It's no longer as unique, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so my goal was to generate anywhere between seven and 10 new uh, leads a day. And we're talking personal lines. So your home and auto insurance, of course, um, that's what we specialized in. Um, and I was doing that. I was generating seven to 10 leads a day, sending that into the team. Uh, they would, they would uh, quote and sell that business. And it was a really quality business. Uh, but that's how it started. And that's how I got in the seat, uh, the trenches there. I uh, worked my way into... Uh, getting into the sales process, quoting and selling insurance is understanding that side of things. Um, ended up managing the sales team at one point for that inside sales team. And then uh, ended up at the very end of my seven year career at the agency uh, was recruiting agents for the agency after we scaled quickly. And what's interesting was we started as a smaller $7 million agency in premium. At the time I started, we scaled to a hundred million in premium by the time we were done in 2019. So Scaled very quickly. We were writing um, over a million dollars a month in new business premium. It was a blast. It was a lot of work. So that's the recap on kind of how it all started and, and where it all went. Man, I got to say, you know, I know everybody's thinking it right now, but, you know, first of all, some people might be going to call bullshit on $5 million to $100 million in nine years. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of growth. But for those that are you know, thinking it, you know, want to ask the question, how? Give me, you know, give me some ideas of what that was like, what that journey was. You know, maybe some uh, practical things on that. What did you do? Let's dive right into it for a minute. Let me get that first question out of the way, and then we'll open up to everybody else. Man, I could have a three to five day conference on what we did to uh, structure the business the way we did. I know we only have 30 minutes to an hour here, so we can just kind of break it down as a uh, 30,000 foot view as possible. We were extremely um, departmentalized. So one individual has one role. That's all you need to do. And we, my brother and I talk about this all the time. There's a book uh, by the individual named Gary Keller. It's called The One Thing, um, Keller Williams. 
uh, you might know that real estate company. Uh, so we followed that method, that method of just one person doing one thing really well. There's no need to wear many hats, especially in an agency. So our salespeople were really good at quoting and selling business. Our marketing people generated the leads. Our service team was processing and issuing the policies and servicing the book of business. Um, our service managers were overseeing those individuals. So everyone had a dedicated role. We did not let sales individuals even mess with our management systems. They didn't even have access. Um, and, and it was for good reason, because if you're going to be building a quality book of business and making the money you want to make in renewals and passive income, you just need to keep selling insurance, get the lead in the door, sell the business, move on over and over, rinse and repeat. And that's the way we modeled it. And, and that structure worked so well um, that, you know, the independent agent was so happy because they were giving up a little bit of a split on the back end to let their service team take care of their book of business. Now you think you're, most of you are probably thinking right now, what about the relationship between the agent and the client? And it's fine. It went well. Um, the client could still call the agent, but service wise, Hey, my service team takes care of this. They're dedicated team. They're great at what they do. They're licensed professionals. And so, um, they're really good at making sure that they're going to take good care of you. And so that was never really an issue at the end of the day. Um, you can still have a relationship with your clients, but you're not the one who's at the end of the day, really taking care of the service request, the deck page, the auto ID card, the things that don't make you money as an agent. So that's, uh, hopefully a quick 30,000 foot view. I know I could go into a lot more on that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll open up anybody else, you know, some people that are jumping in and out. So today, so if there's anybody that wants to to pop in right now and ask a quick question or, you know, guide the conversation a little bit, what you're thinking and what's on your brain, unmute and jump in now. Otherwise I'm going to keep rolling. Yeah. Heath, I'll, I'll jump in on that question too. Cause Andy, I, I love the thought process too, is, is allow everybody to do what they're best at. Cause if you think about that, that model, it's, it's almost how like, you know, Aon and Martian, everybody operates to have the technical expertise in the background and have the producers uh, going in and straight developing the business. And I know that can be challenging, um, especially for a smaller scaling agency. So I guess my question is, um, what was the process like when you were trying to go out and find that talent from a sales, from a service standpoint too? What was your retention like? Did you have issues right off the, at, like out of the gate doing that? Um, and then how did you guys pivot to make sure you were mirroring what those good producers, good service people look like? And also on top of the marketing side too. Yeah, that's kind of twofold. Yeah, really good question. Agreed. Uh, that's twofold. Uh, we always approached our recruiting with agents. Um, one, we just wanted to have a younger generation. We wanted the individual to be passionate about a new career, work their tail off and know they're not going to make a lot of money in the first year or two. So that, you know, younger generation, probably right out of college or in their first few years, maybe it's their second job. We set the precedent. Hey, look, your first year one and two, you're probably not going to make much money. You're making 30K, you're making 40K. It's just the way that the business goes. But I promise you one thing, producer, if you work your tail off and we call it a half day, eight to eight, you're working eight to eight, a half day, then you're going to make good money here in year three, four, five. It's just inevitable. That's the way the business works. Trust the process. I'm sure you hear it all the time. Um, uh, my my Jayhawk, uh, Joel Embiid, lived by that motto. If you guys know Joel Embiid, I'm a, I'm a KU Jayhawk, and so I'm a big fan of Joel Embiid. And he say that all the time, trust the process. So I would write it on people's desk, trust the process. Uh, so that was one side of it, getting the younger generation in, in the door and, and getting you know right out of, out of college or second job started there. Second was it helped that the um, industry was in a good place, you know, 10 years ago of captives wanting to come into the independent channel. So we're really good about exploring the state farms, all state American families of the world. At the time, they were curious about the independent channel. It wasn't necessarily a majority of the agents out there in the workforce. So we were really good about uh, having a discussion with them about what their faults are at their current captive agency and how we can make them a better career at an independent agency. And we had a lot of good success there. I would say our comp plan was a very aggressive. We were paying really good splits. We were getting them interested in selling multiple products, uh, excuse me, multiple markets, uh, sticking to the home and auto insurance side. So um, that twofold of, of the younger generation and the captive side is really how we got our, our talent. Hope that helps. That's awesome, man. Yep. When you say you had good splits, would that could you share anything about that? Was that more heavy on the salary side or heavy on the 1099 side, heavy on the commission splits? What'd that look like? Yeah. And I don't mind sharing that. Um, and remember we're talking 10 years ago or a little, you know, eight years ago. So keep in mind that that's what it was at the time it's changed now and splits have gotten very aggressive now. So think of it back then, um, we were bringing on a 1099 producer, 1099, meaning they're going to be a independent contractor of my agency. They're going to build their own book of business. 
and they're going to make 80 new, 80% new business and 45% renewal. And at the time that was pretty aggressive. Like we were paying people a lot of renewal. Um, and keep in mind as well, they're not servicing their books. So that may sound strange to some of you, uh, but if you're not servicing your book, all you got to do is sell insurance, right? Just get the lead and sell the business and then push it into the team. So 80-45 was a great split, right? Um, and then we had the W-2 producer who was generating the biz, book of business for the agency. So you think on the 1099 side, the agency's making money on the renewal side, you know, at long-term. And then the W-2, uh, we were paying uh, straight up just 60% new business commission and no renewal, which is where the agency made a lot of money as well. So it was fairly competitive um, and, and how that worked. Awesome. Uh, thank you for answering that. Ryan, I saw you on mute a minute ago. Do you want to ask a question? I'm going to call you out. Well, it's funny because Ron literally asked the question with way more intelligence than I would have asked it. Um, but one thing <laughs> I, I am curious about, I would assume, this is probably not as much of a question, but I would assume it took a little bit of a mind shift, right? So <clears throat> I would say you talk to so many insurance agents and even insurance agency owners, and they do somewhat tout their service. Oh, well, so, you know, sales is an extension of our service. I would assume that one, there was a sales pitch to the prospective producer on how to, you know, hey, like get that part out of your mind, like we're going to do that for you and to trust the back end to do it. But I would also assume to selling the client, like to be able to pass them off to the service team probably took some training to usher that through. Right. So like, hey, John, I just want to let you know you know, your auto and home, we've got everything taken care of. From now on, Susan's going to be your go-to. Like, they're going to take great care of you. Was that part of your, like, in your sales pitch? Which is funny you bring that up, Ryan, because I specifically can think of multiple producers that came into our agency and had the mindset of, but I really want to take care of that client from the time that they're with our agency. Like, I can't give that up. I literally have those people in my head right now. And we had to just say, get that out of your head right now, because it's just not going to wait. It's not going to make sure that you build a, a quality book of business. You're not going to scale that way. You've got to make sure that um, you know, you're handing off that relationship in a proper manner. And so it's quoting, selling, issuing the business, and then introducing them to your service team in a proper welcome email. If it has to be a phone call, great. Um, and then that service team jumping in and saying hi in a proper manner as well. And so that worked well for us, but you're right. We had so many people come in and say, but I'm used to this. This is the way it's always been done in my agency and my captive agency, whatever it was. Um, so grooming them and retraining their brain into like this trust that this process does work. It's proving a 96 plus percent retention rate. The client at the end of the day doesn't really care who's handling their service, right? They just want it done quick and easy. And just because you happen to be their agent, like you could still have a relationship, but it doesn't have to be the person who's handling the request. And that was our mindset. It worked great. And actually good timing. My brother, Ryan just jumped in. Ryan, what's happening? Hey guys, what's happening? Thought I thought I popped like in and hello. <laughs> like you're at a press conference. I like that background. <laughs> I know, man. I know. That's what I was going for. And it's legit, man. With no fake backgrounds here at Glovebox. So there you real. go. <laughs> I got my neon sign coming here, so it's on the way. <laughs> um, Ryan, we went over a lot about how we started our agency when you and I jumped in in 2011, 2012, and uh, how we built that thing from really at the time, it was a small book of business. We scaled it quickly. How did we do that? What was the 30,000 foot view on how we got there? Lead generation, service team, departmentalization, doing one thing really well. We kind of covered a lot of that stuff. Nice. I don't know if you want to chat for just a minute about kind of why what was your perspective on that experience and, and growing our agency alongside, uh, you know, our family? Yeah. Uh, it sounds like, uh, Ryan, you were kind of mentioning the, the handoff to service. Um, Andy's right. I think, uh, producers have a tough time letting go of the client, right? They work so hard to bring them in, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, getting them into the agency. And it's tough to hand off that relationship to service. But if a producer truly looks at, you know, the hours that they have in a day to work at some point, you're going to max out your hours and you're going to max out the uh, size of your book that you can grow if you're doing your own service. Like that's just the reality of it. And what you'll find is once you max out, then your book will start to decline because you're doing more service than sales. And then your marketing drops off, right? Now the leads stop coming in and now you're uh, starting from scratch. So that's kind of one of the factors that we always uh, educated our producers on is like, look, you're better served doing one thing and doing it really well. And that's marketing and selling business. Let the service team do what they do best, which is retention and, and cross sell, right? Retain the business, service it well, and sell more policies. And so 
when we created that dynamic in our agency, uh, that's really when we started to um, really take off. And we saw our producers being able to uh, produce, you know, 50, 60, 70, 100K a month in new business um, because they were really able to focus on marketing and selling business. And, and when you have that, those systems in place to really focus on that, you can rinse and repeat like crazy. So right. I think it's just, yeah, it's helping your producers understand that dynamic. Something interesting that, you know, we probably should talk more about is that you didn't come into the industry as a producer to service, right? And you think that you have to do that because that's what you're used to. And that's what most companies have done. But you came into this business because you're a good salesperson and you want to be on the phones grinding and selling deals. And that's what makes you feel well, good. It's, it's tough because our value proposition in the independent space over a direct is you have the human touch, right? You get me, you get me, you get my expertise and that's what people buy, right? But I think when you set your agency up in a way that still gives that experience of what you're selling, but it's not necessarily the salesperson that's giving that experience once the policies are bound, clients are okay with that. They, they still get what they want. Your, your value proposition is still viable and probably even more so uh, with this type of setup. So I think it's agents just, you know, still preaching the message of this is why you buy from an independent agent without having to be the one to touch every single policy and every single client uh, at every point. So fair enough. Yeah. Any other uh, questions anybody else has before I move on from anything else? Anyone have anything? Bueller. So as we talk about service, we talk about things like that. Uh, I'll switch gears for just a minute and then we can kind of go back and forth a little bit. But, um, you know, as you're servicing these clients, when I was an agent and some of you out there, they're listening to this as well. Uh, you know, you have so many of your clients that get confused on who their carrier is or they, you know, they want you to, you know, talk to them. Can you send me a copy of my policy or what's my deductible? Things like that. And you guys, uh, you know, found that same issue, same thing. And you guys created you know, a product, a platform, and it's in his backdrop. And uh, we can go back and forth. We can toggle between agency questions as well as glove box. But I did want to give you all a minute to, you know, if you want to introduce what you guys are doing, how that came about and how you went from a $100 million agency to decide, hey, I'm going to start to do something totally different. Um, if you guys want to speak to that a little bit. Hey, guys, sorry, not sorry. Had to interrupt you a little bit because I had to talk to you about my good friends over at Cover Desk. I'm so proud that they are a sponsor of this show the cover desk model is a win-win to help you grow your business. With their highly skilled team of virtual assistants, you immediately eliminate the burden of administrative tasks and lower your overhead costs without sacrificing customer support. The clients get the help they need when they need it. Their virtual assistants are fully dedicated to you, the agency, supporting your business, your clients, your growth, providing the service your clients deserve. This allows you to focus on building the agency, and cultivating the business. CoverDesk virtual assistants can handle these tasks, you know, saving you significant time because they've been through specific insurance training Andy puts on so that they know how to speak our language. This, like I said earlier, is a win-win, a win-win situation and a win-win for your agency. Go to CoverDesk.com or email hello at CoverDesk.com dot com to learn more information and get a demo let's get back to the show i think we're crazy heath i think that's why we decided to do it <laughs> i yeah. think we're just crazy but yeah it's a unique project for sure it's one that uh people are curious about how uh it's going to develop and so far so great uh ryan we can kind of tag team this answer but uh, i posted about it the other day on linkedin uh everyone knows that the independent channel as the client is a really weird experience and you, you go to your agent and you say, hey, I want quotes, right? And you shop them and you return your proposal. Hey, I got a couple good options here. You know, what's up to you? Uh, but maybe this one works best. Uh, then they go with it. Maybe it's Safeco Progressive. It doesn't matter. Uh, and then they're like, okay, cool. So I'm, I'm working with Progressive from here on out, right? And you're like, oh, no, no. Like I'm your agent. And, oh, okay. That's kind of weird. Um, so what's the dynamic? What's the relationship? Who do I go for what? And it's still weird. It's still weird. Even, even I have my own policies with the independent agency and I still forget who is my carrier. Now I do know who to go to for service, but I'm the one who, who is part of the agency model. So I get that. But as a client, that's so weird. And we are, we're really looking to fix that, uh, that relationship. Um, how do you understand the clarity of who to go to for what? And so, um, you know, that's my take on it, but Ryan, you can kind of jump in on your side of that. Yeah. So, uh, our data actually shows with our users that most of them don't necessarily care about their carrier 
that much, uh, which was not surprising to us, but I think the overwhelming amount of people that didn't care about who their carrier was, uh, was interesting. It was like over 80% of our users said they don't really care about who their carrier is. They care about who their agent is. Um, and so with that in mind, we're actually um, doing a complete redesign of our interface to be more policy centric than carrier centric because they just don't, uh, let's highlight the agency and then show them the policies that they have. Um, so that was interesting for me to, to kind of find out, um, you know, we all have scripts as agents of the carriers that you've never heard of before, right? The ones that don't advertise and you got to convince the client like, hey, this is an AM best A rated company. You know, they just don't advertise. You're not paying their marketing fees. Everybody has a script for how they kind of sell those carriers. But at the end of the day, the client wants to know that they're rated well, that they're going to pay claims and hey, the rates look pretty solid. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm going to be dealing with, you know, the John Smith agency or whatever, whatever agency they're signing up with. So um, that was interesting data for us to really see that clients, they care about the agency. They really want the agency to interact with them. They don't they don't have a relationship with the carriers. They're not buying direct. So that was that was interesting data for me. To and see. then something along those same lines is we've always, well, you're, you're kind of supposed to tell the client, hey, you know, your policies are written with this carrier. Go start an account with them. And then you're going to have your stuff there, your documents, pay a bill, start a claim. It's all with them. It's not with my tech. So we thought we need to do something about that. The, the independent agent needs their own technology that's branded to them that allows them to leverage the carrier systems and technology. And so Glovebox does that. And it's going to only get better and better as time goes on here because we're, uh, as we as this development comes along. Yeah. And it's confusing too. Like people will be like, what do you mean my home's with auto owners? That's an auto carrier, right? Or like state auto, but my home's there. Like, what do you mean? I don't, I don't get it. So it's like, it's very confusing for consumers. I don't live this life. Like we do, we're too close to it as agents. So we don't necessarily put ourselves in the consumer's shoes of like, man, I don't know. I'm just trying to get this done today. I'm trying to get insurance at a good price. I want to work with you. Let me know what you got. Right. And I need to move on with my day. So I, I think as agents and especially growing Glowbox too, we were too close to it. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Consumers don't think that. And it's like, oh, actually they do think that we just yeah. don't think they do. Um, so I think it's important to kind of step back as an agent and put yourself in your client's shoes for a minute. They don't live this yeah. life. So No, you're right. And I'm thinking, you know, just this week, uh, my wife and I bought a brand new car this week. And so I'm thinking how easy that would have been to add that vehicle from an app right there at the dealership and not have to pick up the phone and call, you know, chat Eddie and say, Hey, could you uh, get to me and get my, my car added or whatever? So I'm assuming that's what you're, you're talking about. The glove box does as well. Well, I did a post about this uh, a couple of weeks ago and it actually went nuts on LinkedIn because I, I have my auto with a uh, direct, but my home with a uh, independent just because I like to keep a pulse on the. Yeah, the and, yeah, it's crazy, man. Like I jumped on my Liberty Mutual app and made it and removed a vehicle in two seconds. It rated it for me. I knew what the premium change was done. I didn't talk to anybody. It was awesome. And then we get to the independent okay. space and no, I have to email or call my agent, give them all the info, wait for their team to process it. Hopefully they get back to me in a day or two. Then they come back to me. They process. It's like it's the disparity in technology within our spaces is, is catching up quickly. And consumers are going to make a decision to say, look, it's just not worth it at the end of the day. And so what we're trying to accomplish is to get access to true self-servicing capabilities, but then bring the agent along to understand like, look, this is okay. Like your consumers can make small changes to their policies and the world is not going to end. They can remove a vehicle. They can add, you know, roadside if they want, you know, they can update drivers if they need to. Like that's not, that's not out of, out of the realm of what a normal consumer can go to Liberty Mutual and do on their own. So. And Ryan, not to yeah. change the industry, but you think of any other app like Am I just bring up Amazon because it's easy, but you make your, you do it yourself with everything, and it's just so easy. And then you get in your your independent agency, and you just can't have that ease. And it's like I just want to do something my, on my own, and people love that. So just that, just make, making sure they don't have a bad taste in their mouth about your agency. So the rest of you on there, uh, not named Ryan, Heath, or Andy, if y'all want to jump in, ask a question. If you heard a little bit of an intro somewhat to glove box what they're doing uh i see mitch gibson pimping in his car over there you got any questions you got anything going on uh anybody else have a question i just i mean the only thing i can say is look at these cool mug or this cool traveling mug that i got sent to from glove box this week out out <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's a shout out do you got anybody got a question instead of clowning i'm just playing <laughs> no you're not Anybody? I jumped on. I jumped on a few minutes late, but did you guys cover like the whole 
uh, what I think is so cool about you guys brand the brand the agency within the app to where it's got that customer agency feel. I'm sure you guys did, but with me jumping on late, I apologize if I did. Yeah. I don't think they did yet. So uh, concept is when you log in for the very first time or any time that you log into the app, it's all about, you know, agency front and center, whatever happens inside of the features and functionalities of what you want to do after that. So I want to request service. I want to request a quote. Cool. You do that through your agency right there, front and center. It's you also, get- yeah. It's also linked on your website. Um, so we are full platform built out. So we're not just a native apps. Most people, you know, there's a lot of people that don't want to download an app. So we're live on iOS, we're live on Android, but we have web as well. It's integrated in your website. It's all hosted live on the cloud. Everything syncs. So it really gives your clients the option to engage with your agency how they want. But if I'm searching in the iOS store, the Apple store, and I'm looking for the Raw Destroyer agency, is that what I'm going to find? I'm going to search for Glovebox and then type in something. How's that work? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. So in the app stores, it's Glovebox. iOS has pretty much made it impossible to spin up multiple apps. Um, if you do, like CR, uh, CSR24, the agency has to go get their own developer. The uh, platform company has to push out an update to all the developers, so however many they have. And so because of it, you'll see platforms, they don't make updates very often, once or twice a year, because it's so painful to do. With our strategy uh, of having it branded Glovebox, and then once you get inside, it's the agency's uh, skin, uh, we're able to push up updates weekly. So we don't have to wait on developers. We don't have to bring in the agency's developers, which is tedious. We can literally push changes and updates on the fly. So, but that's an iOS thing. They've made it pretty difficult. Yeah, and the app icon is Glovebox. Under that, it says insurance. And then the client knows, hey, this is my insurance app. I click on it and everything about my agency from there. There you go. Yeah. Anybody anybody want to jump in? Uh, Anybody want to ask any questions? Anybody want to put anything in chats? Anything else going on? Um, I've got some people that are uh, sending me private chats. Let me check while I'm doing that. If anybody wants to jump in, there's not too much dead time on my podcast here. Yeah. Well, at least is it, we're is it most is it most Go is ahead, it both per- Say that again. You you cut out. Is it both personal lines and commercial lines, or do you just currently have personal lines set up and personal income, or where, what's that like? Your standpoint. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, it's a good question, Mitch. So we are 100% personal lines at this point. Um, so what we're working on right now. Uh, we're doing a large release here in about a month and a half. That's going to be uh, what we call Glovebox HQ. So essentially, you're going to be able to manage your entire Glovebox platform from your agent facing Glovebox HQ. You're actually going to be able to set up your clients' Gloveboxes before they even go in. You're going to be able to connect them to their carriers behind the scenes. So when they go in, they're already connected, ready to rock and roll. Uh, going to be able to upload documents. You're going to be able to manage your agency. You're going to be able to send uh, invites via text or email uh, to your clients that didn't already get it via the automation. Um, and then after that, we are coming out with a brand new interface that uh, we've partnered with a couple uh, vendors. I call them engines. And we are building some stuff that is going to be awesome. So that's going to be a huge release for our new uh, interface. And then right after that, we'll have commercial coming into the fold. So Exactly. And uh, the new interface is actually going to lead into the way that agents will, will want to operate uh, from uh, quote to proposal to issuing policy to providing service all in one place. And so that's kind of the the full scope. Yeah. The new interface is going to be sick. <laughs> we cannot wait. I, I have a quick question now too. So when you're looking at uh, the communication between the, the underlying insurer, the agency and so on, um, as they get their home, their auto policies, everything in place, when you start looking at additional endorsements, adif- additional expansion and coverages, um, you know, additional net new policies for that, um, does your marketing automation connect to that to push the recommendations? Because you mentioned Amazon. Every time you log into Amazon, it gives you recommendations on what you should go buy based off your mm-hmm. you know, past experience. Um, are you getting down to that point to be able to say, hey, okay, Ron, I'm in my app. You need an umbrella policy. You need you know, additional limits on your auto and so on and so forth. Yeah, Ron, that's a, that's a great question. So if you think about independent agents, they've never really had a good place to present their menu to their clients, right? Clients have no clue what you sell. It's like, oh, I came for you for home and auto, but if I don't talk to you again for a year, if I need life, health, commercial, you know, dental, vision, cyber, travel, drone, whatever it is, I don't know that you sell it. So how do we present the menu to our clients of insurance that we sell? And so with the new interface, we're bringing in the digital marketplace look and feel. So essentially, it allows the agency to customize that uh, platform based on what policies they sell. And then um, 
I don't want to divulge too much information. Yeah. We're plugging into a system that is going to allow us to surface other recommendations based on that client on behalf of that agency. So we'll say, hey, this client probably will buy an umbrella for you if you just show it to them. Nice. Hey, this client has a boat and you don't insure it. You should probably do so. And so we'll present it uh, to the user and then we'll automate via push note, text and email. That'll all be set up by the agent through Globox HQ. That's so. awesome. We have some cool stuff coming, man. We, we partnered with this one company that has uh, something pretty cool that I'm excited about. So, yeah. What's interesting about building a technology like Glovebox is it took us, I don't know, a year and a half or so to get the base foundation of the platform. And now we can really sprint and get all these other things that we really want to do. Because right now it's in a really good place. It does everything we want. Agencies are pumped up. They're using it well. It provides value. This next tier really should do everything we've always wanted. So no, that's, that's awesome. And especially you look at it from a sales front, from a, you know, I'm always about growing from within an agency. So you take a look at opportunities within it. So, I mean, that's going to make uh, agent, agency owners and obviously servicers and everyone else lives much easier um, when they yeah. have that kind of warm lead coming in. Or my, my clients already saw this. They're aware of it. Just like when you Google a truck or do something else, it pops up everywhere. So um, that's awesome, guys. Yeah, the, the digital marketplace is going to be super cool. Uh, yeah. A huge cross-sell driver, which is exciting. So Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we're pumped up about that. So Yeah, if you've uh, ever listened to my show even more than once, you've heard uh, me talk about uh, my friends over at Canopy Connect and uh, One Click Solution, uh, getting the deck pages you need. I got my guy Rob over there. I see him smiling, nodding his head. I didn't know if you wanted to have a shout out, say what's up. I know you all got some cool integrations with Glovebox and I know Canopy Connect's doing some big things. Rob, you got anything yeah. you want to say? Thanks, thanks, Heath. Appreciate it, man. And uh, and great, yeah. We, we met Ryan and Annie a couple of times already. We're we're we have an, uh, an integration set up with these guys. Uh, and then and you know to the point what you guys are are discussing, right? Like the the cross sell and upsell. Like we we can definitely help out there. Um, I don't know if there's people that don't know it is this at this point. Like Heath is talking about is a lot. So, uh, but yeah, we we basically help like collect uh, insurance information from the insured on the personal line side also kind of on the, the same side as where, where Glovebox is operating and just like helping get those, uh, get, get, get you guys uh, all the insurance information from an insured. Um, so that can be on the, you know, on the net news side, but also on the upsell side. So uh, yeah, um, excited to be on the call and, and, and really awesome what, what Ryan and Andy are, are building. And congrats on the on the recent funding, guys. That's, What's uh, up, awesome. Robert? What's happening, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, rem I I reminded myself that I still have some follow up to do with you guys. So <laughs> I know. I'll, what, I'll, yeah, I'll get on that. I'll get on that. Like two weeks. <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> nice, nice. Now it's good to see you guys. So, hey, we're, see, we're I'm glad you joined us a little bit later there. But uh, you got anything uh, you want to jump in and and ask any questions or say anything at all? There's a mute button right there. Just yeah. right there. You're almost there. I'm just kidding. Just hit it. Just hit it. <laughs> Hey, Ron, I want to say I'm a, I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing as well. So oh, thanks, man. I, I was telling Andy earlier, too. We should get together after this, too, and chat. I'd love to, love to get a chance to learn a lot more, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I think uh, I think you guys could do a lot together team. between what you're doing with data and what they're doing with Glovebox. There could be a huge integration there. Yeah. Um, We're all fighting a lot of the same battles, to be honest with you. For sure. <laughs> so yeah. <it's laughs> we, we can yeah. talk the days on that side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. What do you guys see as the biggest need in your agencies right now, just with your sales process? Like, you know, take it, take it from marketing all the way to, to service. Like what's, what's the biggest huh? joke point right now? That's a great question. Why don't you take over as host there, Ryan? Andy, you oh, told right. me he wasn't going to do this to us. Showing <laughs> us up now. I figured I'd use this forum. I like to hear. <laughs> no, I, I'd love for you to. That's great. Somebody jump in here. I think I think the biggest thing we're facing or that I've noticed with our CSRs is we spend time just servicing, um, you know, way too much. And it's just, you know, it's I think three to five minutes we're spending time on the phone potentially with somebody that's wanting a policy change, et cetera, when we could be spending that time cross-selling that customer or, you know, that next conversation we have. So I, the, big, the big thing for us is we're not spending the time we need to cross-sell in areas that we should, especially for like monoline homes. Um, and that's that's just a big issue. So when you talked about the, the integration where you're going to be able to, you know, potentially get that pop-up says, Hey, for an extra 150 bucks, you can add a million dollar umbrella policy or whatever it might be. So that's, that's what we're facing right now. Nice, Mitch. Kind of a piggyback question on that. I, I know when we were at our agency, we were kind of seeing a growing frustration from our consumers, you know, having to call text every time they needed something. Uh, I can only imagine that's getting worse as we kind of go along. Do you kind of see that happening? Yeah. Well, maybe with the book that we have, I mean, we've, we've got a pretty loyal book that's been in the been in the agency for quite some time. So a lot of older, older people, 
Um, but as I, as I grow and bring my, you know, I guess, millennial friends, family accounts and stuff like that, the, the, the cost of doing business at that point kind of shifts to we've got to do a little bit of both, offer what the customer wants, take it or leave it. If they don't, that's fine. We'll just continue to do the business the way we have, but we've still got to be able to offer and offer up other opportunities and be able to be on a swivel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, some of you that were here last, last month, we had a, uh, a town hall meeting with the great Dr. Billy Williams and uh, Andy jumped in there and uh, dropped a bomb on everybody and said he had some marketing sheets and some things going on. And you had about half the room reached out to you and said they wanted some of those marketing sheets. Would you uh, be interested in sharing some information that you had on those and maybe talk about a little bit of that? Sure. 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 And if anyone wants to chat about this offline or uh, I can uh, send you a dedicated marketing deck that we built uh, years ago that's still very effective. It kind of alludes to how you set goals and how your marketing strategy needs to work. Um, just to give you a brief idea, kind of with goal planning specifically, you want to have kind of a work backwards mentality. How much money do you want to make in a given year? All right, cool. I want to make a hundred grand. Um, how am I going to get to a hundred grand? You can do some math and I, I can share this with you on a presentation that I have, but it kind of allows you to Say, how many leads do I need to get in a day? What's my close ratio? Um, how many, um, you know, what's my average household premium? So you can do all this math, determine how many leads you need to get in a day. And then you can really kind of dive into your marketing strategy, which there's kind of six core marketing strategies that make a lot of sense and still do today. Your natural market, professional networking, mortgage brokers, realtors, financial planners, which should take up a majority of your marketing. Current client referrals are easy. Social media, you should be pretty good at. Um, if you want to do lead providers just to get your engines, um, you know, churning and making sure you're getting some leads in through that side, that's totally cool. But really X dates as well. I didn't sell a client last year. I'm going to try again this year. Kind of the six core marketing strategies. And there's probably plenty more, but this is how we trained our agents. They were producing anywhere between 35 to 45K in premium on average every single month. It allowed us to set them up for success. And I can share that with you guys if you want. And I, by the way, one of the reasons in which why agents don't succeed is because they're not getting their leads every day. I was always kind of harping on the fact that you need two a day just to make sure that you're doing what you need to do to produce, you know, 40K in premium. Personal lines is kind of what we were really good at. So that's what I'm specifically discussing, but two leads a day should get it, get it done because you're going to close at least one of those. And if you work 20 hours, uh, 20 days in a month, you're talking 40 leads a month. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, back in the day when I was knocking doors, it was all about numbers and uh, you knock on 20 doors, you get, you know, six appointments, you close two of them. You're making money every day. It's just a law of numbers. However, that works out. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, good. oh, Andy, I was going to piggyback off what you're saying. Uh, when you're first starting out as an agent, it's uh, you're going to sacrifice production for marketing uh, efforts, right? And I think uh, that's why insurance is so difficult for most people to stick it out. Like I, I think three fourths of the battle of being successful in insurance is just sticking with it. Most people don't because we're so predetermined to say, hey, if I work 70 hours a week, I should get paid X. And if I'm not getting paid X, it's not worth it. And so literally it's the ones that stick it out and stick with it that end up you know, it, whether you're a good agent or a me, you know mediocre agent, you're still going to do all right because he stuck it out. But um, it's when you think about your marketing as a new agent, it's really sacrificing production for laying the groundwork of look, pick pick a lane. If you're going to go mortgage brokers, go gangbusters on mortgage brokers. And I've I've got a really good mortgage broker uh, training strategy. It's a 90 day program to get your mortgage broker uh, referral network uh, to where it needs to be producing, but for that 90 days, you're not getting a lot of leads in the door. You're, you're out, you're out on coffees and, you know, beers, golf or, or zoom, whatever it is, uh, you know, creating relationships. And so I think it's, it's a lot of sacrifice in the beginning to set the groundwork for consistent business, uh, you know, for, for the longer run. And Ryan, I, mean, I gotta say, please guys, don't be paying your referral partners for leads. You don't have to. And we could talk about that more. I can go on a whole rant about that. But you do not need to pay your mortgage brokers, your realtors, your financial planners for leads. No. They, they need you just as much as you need them. And I, I'll, I'll kind of talk about why that is, but you can be, you can make them look good because if you do a great job, if you're timely and make it happen and you're saving clients money, you're, you're putting a cherry on top of their deal. And so yeah. you're, you can be effective that way. You do not. Your lenders need your $20 per lead. They're probably not a very good lender if they're, if they're waiting for your, your 20 bucks. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, so definitely reach out to us, Ryan or myself. We can pr- provide the resources and materials that can help you get started on this, some of this stuff. And like I talked about in the beginning, Ryan, uh, you actually just missed it, but Joel Embiid is best quoted as saying, trust the process. And that's our guy. Speaking of, we're actually doing a um, giveaway. Um, the, the drawing is going to be held next January, uh, but enter your name into the hat now. Go into our website, gloveboxapp.com. The giveaway is a makeover. It's called the $100 million agency makeover. So really good opportunity for you to enter this giveaway to, you know, hopefully win it and be a, for a full year, we'll do some consulting work on helping your agency scale. It also includes some social media, um, access to a social media team as well. It's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds fire. That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be nice. It's um, kind of a dedicated once a month, um, you know, couple hour phone call, help your agency get to understand what's going on, restructure some things to help the agency get to where it needs to be to scale. So again, to enter that, just go to gloveboxapp.com, top of the screen, you'll see a banner, click on that and register your name in the hat. Awesome. I got a, qu- I got a question. Yeah. Go ahead then, Mitch. So we're talking about like, you know, current customers can create the quote. Is there some type of something coming within the interface of the platform that we can send them to maybe like a single sign-on thing where they can request a quote and they, we feel like, hey, we're sending them to an app to go submit the information or a link to click on to get a quote if they're not a current customer? Um, or is that just kind of off the beaten path a little bit too far of my thinking there? That's got, that's got to be where Canopy Connect's going to come in. Yeah, I mean, we have work in progress on Canopy's inner workings of where we're, they're going to stand going forward on the app for sure. Um, Mitch, you nailed it. So um, we're going to have specific links that agents can trigger to their clients or prospects, depending on what the intention is that you're trying to get done. I'm trying to request service. Here's the link to in my app to go get that done. Here's the intentional link to go get that done on a, a quote request for a new prospect, so on and so forth. So absolutely, um, kind of these intention, what is your intention? Okay, cool. Let's get you to get started on that uh, action right away. So yeah, that's in play. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Uh, well, we can start uh, wrapping up. Anybody else has any other uh, any other questions beforehand? Otherwise, uh, I'll start wrapping up. We've been, you know, a little less than an hour now, and uh, you know, I had some people that had to they got kicked out. I don't know what happened on that, but uh, I'm glad those did come back in. If you do have some other questions, uh, I'd love for you to to jump in real quick. If not, uh, I'm gonna start wrapping it down. Anyone? No. All right. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Do you have anything, any last minute? I guess uh, Ryan didn't come back in, but Andy, do you have any last minute things you want to throw in there? You want to tell us a little bit why you love space so much, maybe, and tell me what's, uh, why that's so important to Glovebox and what that looks like? Yeah, I mean, it's silly, but like the concept of Glovebox has never been done before. You're leveraging carrier systems and technology and making it a agency-facing technology, and so the independent agent needs to be taken care of. Um, we want to do that. And so it's, again, never been done before. Reaching space, certain app, obviously so much of space is so unknown. We're doing something that, you know, can mock what's what we're trying to do with space. It's trying to get to new heights. Um, the independent channel needs needs that, that support and, and filling gaps and um, changing overlaps and, and making sure that we're doing it right. And so we're reaching for the stars here. Um, we're going to, we're putting our, our, working our tail off. We're very passionate about this project. Project. And so I promise you guys, we're going to do right by the channel and make sure the independent agencies uh, channel is in good shape. Um, the carriers are, are great about helping agents on the sales side, um, helping you pr- be productive and make a good income. They could ha- help on the service side. Um, and so we're helping, or we're, we're building that platform so that carriers can help independent agents be successful on the service side as well. There you go. And well, awesome. guys, I, yeah, it is awesome. Um, again, I, I appreciate so much you guys coming and hanging out. Um, telling your story a little bit. Uh, I love that you've been there in the trenches. I love that you grew from the the mom and pop shop of five, six million, which is a good size agency anywhere in the country to a hundred million and get to hear that story and get to see, you know, kind of behind the curtain a little bit on that. I appreciate you sharing that. And I appreciate you always being willing to share whether it's marketing decks or, you know, ideas or tips and strategies. Could you share some contact info, a little, you know, a little info out there if they want to reach out to you, something that came in late or something that cut off? Um, yeah, kind of share some of that information as well. LinkedIn's always easiest because you just look up my name, Andy Matheson, spelled M-A-T-H-I-S-E-N. Uh, email's always next, uh, Andy at gloveboxapp.com. Um, and then just our website, you can reach us pretty easily, gloveboxapp.com. And um, guys, we're always willing and able to help 
independent agents. It's our passion. So let us know what you need. Any uh, Anything you want to talk about? Is, is pricing something difficult to discuss? Is there anything you want to discuss on that or anything like the easiest way to, to get started? Anything like that you want to get into or is that too much for a podcast? No, it's easy. I mean, uh, this is a personal lines product today. So if you have any personal lines, whether it's a little, like we don't write that much personal lines, but at least we have it, it's still valuable because you're um, delegating what we call tier one service things that don't make you money to your technology. So you're saying, hey, you need a deck page, go here. You need an ID card, go here. You want to pay a bill, start a claim, know who your carrier is, know who your, what your policy number is. It's all there. You don't need to answer the phone to answer a text, answer an email on that stuff. Stop wasting your time on tier one service. Um, so pricing is all dedicated to the number of personal lines clients that you have at your agency. If you have one to 500, you're in the first tier of pricing, 150 bucks a month, so on and so forth as that grows, right? So you have 20,000 personal lines, clients at your agency, uh, you're in that that next few tiers up and so so on and so forth. If you want to check out our pricing, it's gloveboxapp.com forward slash agency pricing. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, well, again, thank you again. Tell, tell Ryan, uh, glad he jumped in too. I guess he couldn't get back in, but uh, thanks again, dude. Absolutely, man. You're doing great. We appreciate you again for all you're doing for this industry. Thanks so much. Yep, thank you. All right, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you guys for hanging out with us today. Wasn't that cool to get to hear from Andy and Ryan Matheson from Glovebox? I thought it was awesome. You guys did a great job. We're going to do these the third Thursday of every month at 11 o'clock. I can't wait for you to hear next week's. Hopefully you'll be a part of it. I'll put it out on social, as you all know. Hey, uh, before we uh, sign off here, I do want to talk to you about uh, an event the PIA is putting on. It's going to be awesome. Uh, they are putting on a virtual value event very similar to the one they had last year but we've got a whole new group of uh panelists we've got a whole new set of videos we're going to be showing out you know we've got uh some local names here as well as some national names with kelly donahue piro joining us and we're going to be talking about all kinds of cool stuff the pia is calling this the grind series and we're talking may 18th through the 20th uh, the grind series is all about the account managers, the CSRs, the uh, customer service staff in your office. And we are dedicating this VVE to those hardworking individuals. Uh, make sure you check this out. Go to PIAAR.com and check it out. Or call the PIA 225-1645. That's 501-225-1645. And ask for Stacy Sharon. She'll tell you all about it. She'll get you hooked up. It's going to be awesome. Don't miss it. Before we close out, I got to let you know, as always, this episode was edited and put all together by my man Ryan over at Ready, Set, Podcast. Go to GetReadySetPodcast.com. Ready, Set, Podcast, turning your brilliant ideas into a reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week. <laughs>